This is Vixen John, creator of Minute Made New York, and you're listening to Minutes Heard. On today's episode of Minute Made New York, I share my conversation with Yasmin Soul, an artist based out of Queens, New York, who I met a long time ago. Actually, the first time we met, it was off of Instagram. And, you know, I checked out her music, and she was really, really talented. And I remember the first night that I actually got to link up with her. It was a very random night, but uh, it led to a very great conversation, which led to us working together a lot. I was just really honored and happy to have met her offline and just work with her and really see her grow as an artist. So take a listen to our conversation. Actually, you know what I'm saying? It's not like pressure and it's like, all right, 2020 special. <laughs> you know yes, yeah, Right, so let's ask the hard questions today. No, absolutely not. Oh um, my goodness. But, um, yeah, I mean, when you, I mean, like, I think it's important in the sense of, like, knowing whether you have it or not. Because even with me, with my videography, like, I started off, like, really simple, like, just with a point-and-shoot camera mm-hmm. and stuff, and I didn't think I had it until... You know, I actually started like getting better, and then like you know, being encouraged by other people. So it's it's really hard to like know that you have the spark mm-hmm. until you know you kind of like keep doing what you're doing, and then keep you really gotta you, you gotta stop psyching yourself it. out. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know? can't second guess yourself, and that's the thing that that fear is what holds us back a lot. And that's what, like I told you before, when I was younger, I was so, so, so shy. And I, I would do little performances here and there. And people were like, yo, you're a man. But I was always so damn shy. Because it's like you want to be perfect and you don't want to mess up. I feel like if you mess up, everybody's going to, you know, they're not going to remember the good stuff that you did. They're just going to remember that one mess up that you did. I was like, oh, yeah, she the girl that she, she, she tried to hit that high note and couldn't hit it. Remember what? Oh, man. Because people, especially nowadays, that's what people like to do. They don't like the good. They like the bad. And that, to me, that's horrible. I hate that. So I always have that in the back of my head. Like, I have to do good. I don't want to mess up. I don't. Like, even to the point where I won't go to a show. And I recently started doing stuff like that. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll second guess myself even before I get there. And I'm like, you know what? I can't make it. And that's that's not good at all. And we recorded that. <laughs> like, I knew that bitch did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's horrible no I mean but it's I mean second guessing yourself I mean mm-hmm. I would say everyone does it but it's something that a lot of people do you know you want to make sure that it's like two sides of you that are kind of like boring in the sense of like what's right or what's wrong or what should be or you're probably like going off for other people's opinions versus your opinion yeah. but then you know you don't know if your opinion's right and you don't want to make a mistake mm-hmm. make a bad decision so you kind of like double back and exactly. backpedal yeah, I mean, that just happens. I do it, I think, way too much. <laughs> always. Always. And it's just... Oh, sucks. No, Sorry. no, it sucks because it's just like, sometimes if I don't think so much... I mean, I'm not saying, like, don't think at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like, I Like, what are you thinking about? Nothing. Exactly. Zero. Um, but you just got like, sometimes your gut, you just got to trust your gut, man. Yeah. And I used to. That's why I'm, I'm not I'm trying to understand, like, how I got here to where I would psych myself up so much to where I don't even want to perform. And it's crazy. It's, it's killing me. I was just telling, because he's like, I've been watching you. He's like, I went to your show. And you. I was like, I know. I'm so sorry. I've been going through. And I don't know if it has to do with after losing my mom or if it has to do with the fact that my dad is, it's like, I feel like I have so much on my mind that I don't even it gets to the point to where I'm not even prepared 
for the show the way that I should be prepared for the show because I'm thinking about everything else and I you know I kind of felt like I kind of want to like as far as shows go I don't want to do any more shows I just need to sit and start making these songs and actually getting them out there because I don't even have I have music but I don't have enough music and then you go through things where you meet other artists and then they all have ulterior motives and you bring around people that you're working with and they're like oh well he's this type of guy so let me just get in good with her to do you know and I hate stuff like that and you're trying to collab with these people and it's just like damn you don't even really like me you just kind of used me it's, <laughs> it's a hurtful thing it's annoying it's just like you know you get a little paranoid and that's you know that's where I'm at right now I'm just kind of paranoid and scared I need to get rid of that, like you said, that you're, you gotta follow your gut and you gotta know. I'm confident, and you gotta be confident, and I am confident in my in my talent, in my gift. But you know, sometimes you just have those moments. <clears throat> Actually, talking to you, you made me a little more comfortable. I feel feel good. So, woof. I, I feel That's the same way sometimes, especially with video work. It's hard. It's mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't respect my craft, mm -hmm. and. It's kind of hard to determine whether people are like interested in what I do because they value it, or it's just because I this guy's just a means to an end. He's just a he's just a guy with a camera, and oh, you know, he can like just do this shit for me, and then that's end of Gucci. But that's not the case. It's like, look, I'm I'm a starving artist. Just like you know what I'm saying, and it's like you know I like being paid for what my I'm worth. You know what I'm saying, like. You know, certain cases I don't mind like doing something like you know, promoting or whatever. You know, but that should be my discretion, not yours. You know what I'm saying? Like I should determine, you know, the services that I'm giving to somebody based off of, you know, how I feel. And a lot of people try to like basically mark your worth based on what they need. And that shouldn't be the case. Just, Same thing with your music. I was just telling the guy, you know, the one that works with Tidra about that. Because um, I had some guy, I did a track with him, and uh, artist that's out, and I'm on the hook. And he's got, like, over something, uh, like, so many views. And he spells my name wrong, and my vocals are lowered on the track. It's on iTunes. I got no... I'm like, damn, really? So I'm like, I th you know, me and this person were cool, so I'm like, okay, so now, not that I'm going to do anything with you, you know, in the future, but if I wanted to, I'd have to get lawyers involved and do the extra stuff to do it. Like, you should just, sometimes people don't, there's a respect to me that people don't have anymore. And it's like, I'm not just a girl out here saying, oh, I want to sing and I sound like a Shanti. No, I really can blow. Like, you can put me on stage with one of the best out there and I'm going to hold my own. Like, that's the type of voice I have. And you couldn't even show me the respect of having my vocals sound nice on the track and spelling my name right so people can find me. You, I'm looking at the comments and they're like, I can't find her. No, they can't find me because you spelt it Y-A-S-M-I-S-Y-A-Z-M-I-N. Y-A-S-M-I-N-E and then S-O-L. Like, you spelled it wrong purposely. And that's what I was saying when I was telling you, you know, you can't trust people sometimes. It's crazy. It's ridiculous, boy. But they don't want to pay you. But and I'm only doing it because I know that we know each other. And I'm like, okay, I don't mind doing a track with you. But when it gets to the point where you do stuff like that, no. Now if you come to me, you got to come correct. No, money. He didn't do that with the girls. That's just something that I naturally myself wanted to do since I was a kid. He didn't even really know until I got older. But, you know, he always said, 
you know, when you're doing music, make sure you have your own sound. That's how the Drifters were discovered. They would sing temp songs and other people's songs, but in their own sound and their own harmony. And that's how they got discovered. And, you know, the first one I would sing, my sister always would compare me. Like, she would go to people like, she sound just like Jennifer Hud. When I had my first band, they're like, you sound like a mixture of J-Hud, Jasmine Sullivan, and um, Jill Scott. Because I used to do, like, I like to play with melodies a lot. I love playing with melodies. But, you know, I had to really sit down and stop listening to the radio. Like, I stopped listening to radio, watching videos, and everything else. So I would not be mimicking anybody. Even whether, you know, sometimes you don't know it. Like, you'll come up with something and then somebody will be like, yo, that sounds like it. And then you're like, damn, you know what it does. So, I don't listen to anything anymore. And I just come up with my own little melodies. I love to play with melodies, though. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a lot of these artists nowadays, they don't do that. They just, you know, they're like, oh, Waka Flocka's was hot right now. Turn up in the club. And that's how they write. And I'm just like, I can't with y'all. Like, no. That's <laughs> not how you do it. Like, listen to it and let the track speak to you sometimes, and just listen to the different melodies you can come up with and play with. It's crazy, boy. Yeah, never thought, never thought. I mean, no, I mean it's obvious that like you know all the sound, everything sounds the same. That artists sound like other artists, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the fact of like shutting all that out and trying to discover your own sound organically, mm-hmm. that's. Because <laughs> I thought about it in 2010, we'll think, but I thought about it in 2010, and I'm sure a lot of these, I think, you know, a lot of other artists that are out, that's what they did, and I'm sure that that's, you know, what they did to find their sound, but I mean, now it's with the music that's out, and I think that that affects them too and makes them think like that. But, you know, I've been to, um, I used to go to beat seminars with my friend. She used to have beat seminars out here when we lived in VA. We would travel out here, and I used to go with her. And that was, like, one of the first things he said, and that was about beats. You know, but I took that, you know, I took that personally, and I'm like, you know what, you're right. My father says it about music, but he was like, you know, one thing, the problem with beat makers is they always try to sound like what's out. He said, have your own sound, find your own sound, and that is the number one problem with a lot of artists today and I think sometimes you know I don't I don't have no huge huge fan base but I think a lot of times that's why people do like my music because I don't really sound like anybody that's out it sounds different like I feel like I have like a 90s sound with kind of like a a new age twist with like an old school vocal to it (laughs) so yeah but it's mm. It's hard, though, to come up with... It's hard to find your sound, though. I'm not going to lie. Because at first, I used to kind of sound similar to um, to Beyonce a lot. That's what I used to get, too. My sister used to say, you know, you kind of sound like a little Beyonce track. I'm like, really? Because how you going to do me? <laughs> like, all right, I got you. Watch. So, yeah. I'm still trying to find my sound, though. I still am. I have a habit of... I have a love for instrumentals. That's why I have a love for beats. Yeah, so, like, too. I'm always online listening. Okay, I love this track. I love that track. I love that track. And I'm writing everything. It'll be country to rock to hip-hop to R&B to, so, to whatever it is. If I feel it, I'm going to write to it. And I have to kind of find my niche, my thing, when it comes to beats. Because I know that's my problem that, I, you know, I've been told before. Like you're all over the place. I'm like, well, damn, I can't, can't be all over. like Rihanna, and that's why I like Rihanna. To me, honestly, her first album, she had many different sounds on that first album, and it went from that. I gotta let you know, don't want to SOS with someone. Like she has so many different sounds, but her vocal, you know, it's Rihanna. Right. But I've always liked that about her, cause she's like you said, eclectic. She has a different. And that's my thing. That's how I feel like I... That's the type of artist I feel like I am. But just, just like, I sing anything. And they ask me, like, what's your genre? I'm like, look, I'm soul. 
meaning I sing with soul. So I sing anything from rock to country to whatever. I just do it with soul, goddammit. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's important, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, in a sense of finding your sound and, you know, being being versatile, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, throw anything at me and I got this. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's... that's... But you know what it is? Like, me, son, with Henry and OMC, because they do music placement, me talking to him... He's like, it's fine to have that, but sometimes you got to know which is you and which you can actually probably sell to somebody else. He's like, because everything, you know, okay, you can write something to it and sing on it. He was like, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that has to be you. Or, you know, you got to not only think about yourself, you got to think about people that are going to be listening to you. You got to let them get comfortable with who you are at first as an artist. So you can't just come out there all willy-nilly with everything and all these different sounds. He was like, have that one sound and let people get used to it. He was like, and then try to kind of, you know, switch it up and do your thing. And I'm like, okay. It's a lot to learn. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot to learn and that you have to think about as an artist to... to try to establish a, a solid and a big fan base well how long have you been how long have you been an artist <sighs> professionally uh, 2010 hmm. well, yeah. doesn't seem that long ago but yeah no, that I mean, is pretty long ago I mean five years ago mm-hmm. like, like well, almost six I'm you, like, <laughs> whatever who's killing <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean it. I mean, just in the sense of like, well, you you still you're still fighting your sound, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying at least you know that you know you're still like on the quest to like find your sound, and then once you find it, it's a matter of honing it. And... With that, the weird is okay. I'm gonna say it's funny because it's like I feel like I don't know my sound anymore. I feel like in the beginning. I knew my sound. I had, I refuse. Like, I have, like, I, that's why I say rock and soul. Like, I had a, a rock feel to my music, but soulful. And then, you know, I did have Flash and Smile, which I wrote after I lost my mother. Because I've been trying to write to that beat for so long. And then after I lost her, I don't know, I just came up with the words and everything. But I felt like then I knew my sound. And then coming to New York and then letting other people get in your ear and tell you, you know, you got to write upbeat songs. You need to write you kind of let it get to you sometimes and then you kind of lose yourself like and then i find myself more on the hip hop type you know road or whatever you want to say and i'm kind of trying to get back to where i was in the beginning because my song used to be more positive when i first you know wrote and now to me it's just different so uh you know like you said um i am still trying to own my sound but i feel like in the beginning i knew myself but then I don't know how the heck, like, I came out here and I just, I lost track of that in some kind of way. So, it's crazy. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. Well, you, so you started in VA and then you, mm-hmm. I mean. I've true. done a lot of shows out there. A lot of shows. Afrin Fest, I got to open for Little Mo. I've um, done a soul fest out there. I did. They had like walkathons. I've done so many festivals out there, and then you know, I I felt like I was done with that because that scene out there is you got a lot of crabs in a barrel, and a lot of people don't want to show you support. A lot of people are shady. I sing backup for an artist out there, you know. And this is after I lost my mom, and um, they took a lot of money from me. You know, I was paying them for photo shoots to revise my bio and some other things. I didn't get my bio back. My main thing was, like, no genre. 
and then all of a sudden she comes out with her her project and it's called No Genre, but that's like my main bio thing. And I was just like, damn, so y'all kind of like, not only took my money, but you took my whole little niche, my whole little thing, and and you never gave me anything. Like, no photos, no videos, and no nothing. So, and then I felt like, you know what, I gotta leave VA because I can't really be out here with these type of people. I thought it was gonna be so different in New York. So I was like, I go to New York because it's so real out there and everybody's just open and straight, you know, to the point out there. So, you know, if somebody's going to be a certain way, you know, I'll, I'll probably be able to tell. <laughs> I'll probably be able to see it. But no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. But, yeah, VA, I did a lot of shows. So I'm trying to come to New York. I've been on the radio out there and everything. Like, they kind of know me out there a little bit. But, you know, I'm trying to come out here and build that. So it's a whole nother level. It's a whole nother level. Mm. I mean, it's... Like, from the artists that I've, like, you know, kind of, I don't want to say grow up with, mm-hmm. but with the artists that I've kind of noticed in the sense of, like, building or Buzz, I think it's just a matter of, you know, getting the following first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then once you have that solid core following, you know, uh, it's it's the following mixed with, like, performing mm-hmm. places and kind of, like, building new, new members. And then, you know, especially getting those people that kind of, like, follow you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And will come to every right. show. That's uh, how it's... I met this marketing agent, and it's like every show I had, her name is Dominica. She comes to my show. She's not here now, but every show I had, this woman would come to my show, and I just always loved it about her. She's like, yo, I really have a love for what you do. She, the first, It's funny because my sister invited her. And she just, that day, she was like, I love you. And she's so sweet. I'm like, what? I'm like, I love you too. And she's just like, I always go to your shows. And she really... Every time I had a show, she came. But that was my, like what you said, you have to establish a setting to where you can get that fan base. And that was my whole purpose coming out here from Virginia was to get a residency. Because it's hard to get a residency if you don't have a name. You're not going to get paid to perform at a a spot every, because in Virginia, I had the Flying Fishbone at every Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. And I got paid to do that actually with the group. So I was like, okay. I'm done with VA. I'm going to go to New York, try to set up a residency, and just build a fan base, have people come to my spot every whatever certain night I was going to have. And then I had it, and then, you know, I lost it because, you know, sometimes people don't really... The manager I was working with at that time, it was a lot of stuff going on with that. And, you know, I just should have, you know, did things differently with that whole situation. I was too quiet with that, and I didn't really speak up and do what I was supposed to do. But it's, yeah... And that's what I'm trying to do now. I want to get a residency now so I can have a set spot that people just come to and check me out. And I was actually going to try to talk to Big Time about that too. His spot. I'm going to try to set that up and do that. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Got some phone calls to make tomorrow. <laughs> All right. FYI, this was recorded. I don't want you to feel like this was like a secret or anything. <laughs> no, because as I said, it was natural. So no, I, had to, I had to count you in at your most chill. So. Yeah. I know sometimes I talk too much. No. So I no, try to be cool. I, I'm just, I'm I'm enamored by everything you're saying. The fact that this is <laughs> happening, it's just like, oh shit. Okay. This is, this is crazy. Because well, I, I do have a habit also. My boyfriend's like, yo, why do you always try to finish my sentences? And I'm like, <laughs> I had a conversation with this girl at this art gallery. She was like, it's great talking to you. It was great finishing my sentences. I was like, oh, <laughs> so I have to think about that all the time. I don't know why I do that. 
I think too, too, too. Like you, like you said, when you think too much, I. That's why I, I laugh because I'm like I'm the same way. But also when other people think I think too much while they're speaking, and I'm like, okay, well, what are they trying to say? Are they trying to say? And then I'll try to, and it's like, no, don't try to. Just shut your mouth and listen, and then you know, from listening, you reply. But you gotta let them speak and get it out first. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you think faster than you speak, and then. Sometimes I think faster. That happens to me too. I hate that. I, I try to improve my listening skills. <laughs> it's so nerve wracking. I'm like, oh, then you feel embarrassed. Then you're like, damn. Right. <laughs> you don't know what to say after that. It's like, like just listen. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because you got to let people speak sometimes and let them get it out. You can't always talk. And it's, the crazy thing is, I'm really not. A talker like that. That's why I told you, like, I'm shy. Like, I will really sit there and listen, but sometimes when I listen, like, I just have that habit of trying to finish what it is they're trying to say. It's like, I have to. Like, even watching a movie. Like, it's like, I have to predict the ending before letting the damn thing finish. Before letting the movie, you know, end. Right. And most times, I get it. I get it right. <laughs> oh, my God, I just, knew it. But then you just spoiled the movie for yourself. Congrats. <laughs> Oh, well, save yourself two hours. <laughs> All right, what you want to do, guy? You're like, what? But I wanted to watch the movie. <laughs> oh, God. Orphan. Them. I remember I had seen the, um, I had just seen the photo on the side of the bus, and I'm with my sister, and I'm like, yo, I bet you she's an old lady. And my sister was like, what would make you? She was like, you've seen the movie. I was like, no, i never seen it. No, she saw the movie, and then she calls me. She goes, you've seen the movie, didn't you? I said, no. She said, you were right. It was an old lady. I was like, oh, well, pss, I don't need to see the movie. Then. Saw that coming. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, from the poster alone, She was like, how did you know? I'm like, yo, because there's not too many. How many endings can they come up with for a lot of these movies? Like, they've done everything now, right. like, with these horror movies. So that would be the only thing that would be a shocker nowadays is to be like, yo, that wasn't even a little girl. She was an old lady, to, you know, with the messed up teeth and everything. So I was like, to me, that's the only reason why I came up with Because there's not too many endings you can come up with nowadays. That's why they keep, um, to me, that's why they keep recycling all that they, they came out with a new... Didn't they do redo? No, they're redoing Grease now. And I'm like, they better leave. I love musicals. Hairspray was my favorite. Hairspray, Grease, and Grease 2. Oh, and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang were my favorite musicals <laughs> as a child. I'm, but before going to school, after school, that's what I press play and I watched all of those. But now with them trying to remake all these movies, I'm not feeling it. I'm like, just leave them alone. And they do the same. They're trying to do it with music. I want to do it because I feel like um, like you have these songs. Like I redid Walk On By by Dionne Warwick. She's like my first idol. I love that woman because her voice... Was it's hard to have a clear, strong voice. Like her voice was like if you ever just listen to her music, and she's like anyone who had a heart. Like it's so pretty, but so strong at the same time. And you know, a lot of like you hear Mariah, like she can sing, but to me, she just when she was singing that tone, she it wasn't really strong. A lot of sopranos to me sing have like a little softness to their voice, but Dion for some reason she just had that clear, strong, beautiful voice like you understand every word she said you understood and it just pow it just hit you she just had that vocal but I feel like if you can take a song from back in the day and kind of redo it but doing it in a, a way to where you can f- make it sound new to where you have all these younger kids now listening to it and they're thinking that it's something new and it's like no that was old I think that's a talent too 
within itself. Like, not a lot of people can, like, I remember when Brandy, I don't know if you remember when Brandy tried to come out with a remake CD, and she tried to remake a lot of oldies. Mm. And it's, that's what you probably have it, because it was horrible. I remember I was in um, Old Navy, and I heard it. And I think it was Walk On By. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, why would she even try to? Some songs I, I don't think should be remade, though. Like, right. I didn't like Beyonce and Luther's The Closer I Get To You. That was my mother's um, favorite artist, one of her favorite artists, her and Nina Simone. But, mm-hmm. like, that song, The Closer I... Don't touch that if you don't have vocals like that, lady. Like, <laughs> you have to be close to Roberta or better to mess with that song. And then you got Donny Hathaway. Luther did his thing, but I was so mad at Beyonce for trying to redo that. Just like her doing um, Etta James. I didn't. I felt Etta James when she was mad about that. I said, girl, I feel you. Because I'd have been mad too. Certain things you just shouldn't touch. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's just like the artist feels like. They're put on a pedestal. They they got it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, girl, you got it. And then no. they try it, and then it fails, and then they just ruined a, a mm-hmm. good song. <laughs> and so many people are like, I love that. I'm like, y'all like that? I'm like, how could you? Trash. Like, you know, forget it. I don't like that trash. <laughs> just be quiet, because I'm telling you, people nowadays don't like when you speak on things. You cannot yes. have an opinion nowadays. Everyone's a hater, unless you agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm not saying anything. Like, I had that conversation with uh, my friend the other day because he was, he was saying, I forgot what artist we were talking about. And he was like, you don't think that they deserve... I was like, I just looked at him. I said, I'm not going to say anything. I said, because I don't want you to... Be. He's like, no, but if that's... I said, no. Don't tell me if that's how I feel. And then later on, be like, oh, you hate or right. Like, no, I'm not speaking on anything. So keep my comments to myself. Mm-mm. Can't have an opinion unless everyone else agrees. It's so annoying. You can have an opinion, just know that's gonna be wrong. If it's not <laughs> just everyone else. It to your <laughs> you see how they attack Raven when she said that she wasn't even coming at uh, Nicki Minaj. She was talking about uh she did a post about little Kim. And she's like, Nicki Minaj just her little click just no, I think it was Beyonce, the bee. She said the beehive just attacked me. Cause I was she said she put up a, a picture of little Kim and said the original Queen Bee or Mm-hmm. something Queen B she was like and they all just attacked I'm like of course that's how they are nowadays yeah the, the behind mm-hmm. is scary those strong. fans what they're, they're beyond the stand they're beyond stands they are it's very cult like <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you I know am... you want that alcohol <laughs> right it's just like yo y'all don't understand that y'all like brainwash like yo, I'm telling on you some, the fact that if someone attacks your leader you yeah. go and attack you know what I'm saying yeah. it's like a Kevin Hilson perfect example she is nowhere right now right cause she said that one thing mm-hmm. where is she now well the world may never know <laughs> <laughs> where are they like now? a tootsie roll pop you know like Carrie Hilson oh man and I used to love Carrie like the fact that I have to say oh man I used to love <laughs> that girl <laughs> Man, yo, she was dope. I really liked her music. Mm-hmm. And then now I can't. Because... I remember when I was waiting for her to come out. But that's how it is. Yeah. Sorry for getting you off. No, no, it's fine. Here's the day. Bade tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Oh, uh, don't say anything bad or else your career is literally over. <laughs> like, the about... I mean, if it... The fact that it takes that much influence and power, you know what I'm saying... And Beyonce's not, like... I mean, she's a great entertainer, mm-hmm. yes. But she shouldn't hold all that clout mm. to literally end someone's career with the span of, like, 
a move or a, a, a wand or whatever. And it's not even her. It's not even her. It's like Beyonce physically didn't do it. It's her fans that created Thank you. her Carrie's downfall. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny because my father's, my dad doesn't listen to music. That's up now. And he's like, it's funny because he was like, this is when I used to like uh, Beyonce and Destiny's Child. I even watched her. I Googled like some of their old videos. And her attitude towards them was ridiculous and very nasty. That's another thing that, you know, that's another reason why I don't like her like I used to. I'm like, she's very, very, she's, mm. But, um, you know, he was like, that girl cannot sing like that. He's like, why y'all doing all this hoop? Like, he said, her voice is horrible. And then I, what album was that? To the left, to the left. Yeah. Like, actually listening to it and hearing every song. It sounded like songs that was not on her level but she still tried to sing it and came out with it like um what's that song she had i forgot how it went but she it's like she was trying to reach for notes and i'm just like damn this is the type of stuff that they're allowing in the business now and if it's really all about looks then what the hell like mm. that's why i'm like i what gotta find another talent? angle like <laughs> i have to find another angle like this is ridiculous because i'm not really accepted like that like me being dark and then me being my size and even i watched jasmine speaking on it and she said the same thing she was like you know she almost turned to drugs she was like i had to get back into church she was like because i was going through so much with the pressure from the label she was like with losing weight and looking how i looked and and i'm just like jasmine selling me is freaking gorgeous her natural hair everything she's mm-hmm. amazing even her shape everything is beautiful to me and for her to be attacked the way that she was attacked to the point where she felt like she wanted to get into drugs that tells you something about this business and it's horrible and it's kind of disappointing and makes you kind of not want to do it anymore it's like well you know you know you do it for the love and you kind of want to spread you know a word out there and positivity because nowadays a lot of music that's out now is negative to me it's not really positive anymore like it used to be but it's kind of you know it just is it's sad and sometimes I, I sit back sometimes and I'm like do I even want to do this like if and if I do do it will I be accepted or if I do try to do it. Are they going to, you know, the label's going to bash me and be like, well, no, because you're too dark or you're too fat or you're too... And I've had that. Like, I've had other artists that I met in studios actually say that to me, like, wow, you're bold for doing this. I even sat down with, um, from Blackstreet, Levi, because that man's amazing. He plays, like, every instrument. And, you know, I sat down with him, and I was a little bigger than this. I'm, like, 235 now. And at that time, I was, like, 280 in Virginia. And my homeboy had hooked up the meeting. And um, I had just missed Pharrell and Chaz. So I get in there. He's like, yo, just go in there and sing. I was like, acapella? He's like, yeah. So I got in there, and I always sing Betcher by Golly Wow. So I'm like, there's a spa. And he's like, whoa, whoa. He was like, all right. Let me hear something to a beat. So I started singing the beat. He was like, all right. He was like, yo, your voice is crazy. So he sits me down, and one of the things he said to me, he was like, I'm a black man. You're black. He said, I'm going to tell you. He said, I love your size. I think it's beautiful. He said, if you're trying to get into this business and get signed with a label, he said, you have to have tough skin because they're going to attack you about that a lot. He was like, they're really going to pressure you to lose weight. They're going to pressure you to do things that you don't want to do. He said, but you have to have tough skin and remain strong. And know, and that's the type of music that I'm trying to put out there now for people that do want to get into business or people, you know, the youth, the younger people that want to get into business or do anything in life. You know, fuck what anybody else says. Just do you know who you are, feel strongly about it, keep your head high, and then just live your life because that's what it's about to me at the end of the day.
And I think we forget that. We get so caught up in material things. And I kind of have a habit of rambling on and then going into something else. I do do that a lot. But, yeah. Sorry, I'm just... I, <laughs> I talked. No. The f I, I could just listen. Ah, well, look. Point is... Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Because <laughs> you see, I go, I know I go on and on and on, but that's what I'm trying to do. Like, I just told the guy, I'm like, you know, I've had problems with writing, and I'm like, what it is is I'm trying to find something real to write about. I don't want to just write to write what everybody else is writing. Like, I want to write about something that I really believe in myself and put it out there, and you know, for somebody that needs to hear that. You know, everybody's doing music now just to get money, but it's like. You know, start making music to change things or help people or make a girl feel like I did the song Gone Girl. And, you know, I had a friend, this artist, and he was telling me everything that his daughter had been through. And then the beat came on, and I'm like, I'm a gone girl. Been through things in my life, but I stay tall with my head held high. Because I know one day I'll break away and spread my wings, my wings. Like, they need that. They don't have nothing out there to guide them to make them want to do better in life. They have all these little hoochies or video girls, and I've been around girls, and I've heard them say my friend's sisters, and they're like, I want to be a video girl when I grow up. And I'm like, for what? I want to twerk, and for what? Like, that's all that's out there for them. And we need to do, we need to show them that there's other things out there to do besides that, and it's okay to do music, because that's another thing that people always speak about. But I think music is really important in this world and especially for this youth because that's how it's funny because now they even use it in the school system like everything is through song if you watch commercials it's a song like go to dunkin donuts and then i'm telling you know but we have nothing positive out there and i swear it's killing me like it kills my damn soul sometimes like i told you like sometimes it just i don't want to do i'm like i don't think i can do this but you know sometimes i sit there and i have to tell myself like nah you know you sing the way you sing for a reason and I actually had a guy, this producer, call me and tell me that. He's like, you know, you're anointed. He's like, that's why when you sing, there's a feeling that people get when you sing. Oh, freaking police out here are crazy. <laughs> but it's... <clears throat> but uh, I'm trying, and that's, that's really why I want to do music. I want to touch people, because I think that's what music is for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, music is powerful. It's, <sighs> Very. It, it is... It's beyond just like a it 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 touches so it's not just audio. It's mm -hmm. not just like noise. It's mm -hmm. not just like sound. It is it affects different parts of of like your mind and your mm -hmm. soul and emotions and it provokes. And it's kind of like and you know this is why you know music you know and the industry and stuff has such a hold. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because if used for Good or Literally. evil, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you could control the ma like, think about like Michael Jackson and like his music and how it literally touched the world, mm -hmm. and how he would just his presence alone and his music, you know, not even like it touched millions mm -hmm. of people. Millions, you you can't even like put out a freaking like you know, news reminder Whitney. that touches like a couple hundred thousand, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, his. You mentioned one Michael Jackson song, or just Michael Jackson in general. Millions, trillions of people worldwide are going to know, like, one song or, like, sing whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you but, see the reaction from his fans? Like, uh, it's hard to explain, like, um, but what you were saying, 
is right. I was going to say something else, too, about how he first started out what he was singing about and then, like, how he ended it. Like, how he was trying to let us know what was really going on in the world. Mm -hmm. But it's that. But then there's there's a reason why he got the reaction that he got. Because there's something, in which is why I don't like auto-tune now. I cannot <laughs> stand auto-tune because it does not allow you really to connect with people spiritually. But... Like you said, that reaction, that's why I wanted to do music in the first place. I heard Whitney, and it was not her voice, because her voice is beautiful. That woman had an amazing voice. It was what I saw, you know, from the fans when she sang. Like, when you sing, and you can move somebody to where you make them cry, or you make them smile, or you make them... That's a beautiful thing, and there's nothing like it. And these music, these artists nowadays, it's funny that you said that about the reaction that Michael had because only Beyonce gets that now to me. I don't really see any other artists where I watch their concerts and you see um, fans like go crazy like that or berserk for them like that. Actually, now that I think about it, you don't even really see that because like I said, the music sounds crazy, but that when you can get that reaction out of your fans, that's a whole nother, a whole nother level. You see, I mean... Uh... But see, Beyonce is kind of different because I don't understand her fans. Like, it's because she, it's because she, the way she dresses, the right, way right, that she right. dances. It's You're a, right. The performance part. Right. Of it. It's she's mm-hmm. a she's a fantastic entertainer. Mm-hmm. So in the sense of her entertainment and her sets or whatever, yes, that's mm-hmm. why people I feel go goo goo gaga. But her music, I'm not gonna like none of her songs. I felt like were cry worthy or like oh my gosh, <laughs> it's touching me in all my in all my parts. <laughs> all Bay speaking to my life like I just don't personally feel she has that effect on people probably her crazy stands that don't know better whatever oh yes Bay sang <laughs> whatever if that's if that's what they think music is then clap to you but I'm not I'm, I've never heard a Beyonce song track or whatever to me that feels like oh it's some it deep shit you. like Thank Adele you. or freaking Thank like you. Jill Scott you know what I'm saying or Thank like you. you know those type of people and I just you know different strokes different folks mm-hmm. whatever move on you know what I'm saying but like music you know I mean depending on the type of music that you're making but it should provoke a feeling yes happiness sadness you know joy courage mm-hmm. strength you know what I'm saying that it. The sounds are important, but the message has to be important too. And then it also has to be something that people relate to. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, people like feel good music. They also like sad music. You know, music is supposed to be the food to the soul that people could diet on and like gorge off of. And also, like, you know, selectively, like, you know, choose Mm -hmm. to cater to themselves. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It, I mean, like, if we have an abundance of food, it, there's a, there should be an abundance of music that people could choose from and, like, you know, compile together. And mm. not anymore. You're absolutely right. It's, it's everything is just everything like, all a cart. And it's just like, you know, everything's kind of like buffet style. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all you can eat, but is what you're eating good? And especially black music. And I had this guy in Virginia that I met. He's um he worked with Mary J. Blige. I totally forgot his name. He's won Grammys before, but he was like, he told us this in 2010. He had already like back in 2010. He had said he said watch. He said you're gonna see a lot of white artists coming out, doing our kind of music, 
He's a and then Justin was the first. He said, "Watch, you're gonna see a lot of white artists. You now you got didn't got that bass. Got what the hell you know about bass? Of course you know. What do you know about? And you know it's not. It's kind of wrong to say that because of her race. Like that's kind of that's foul. But I'm just. I mean, but that particular song. It wasn't not. You know, she could know about bass, but I'm just like this girl don't have no soul to be singing that. She don't even have that soul in her voice to be singing something like that. And even the way she she ain't got that bass. Girl, you got to put the bass in the bass to talk about some damn bass. You know, like you don't if you don't have that soul or that feeling, and that's the thing sometimes like with white people that aggravates me because some people like Britney, I was so mad when everybody's like, oh my god, that girl can dance. If you watch how stiff, I'm like, it's not natural. If it's not natural, I don't feel it. Like there's nothing natural. Like even today, driving to the studio, and they had this song. I don't know if you ever heard it, but it's um, I'll be your hero or something like that. And it has this churchy feel to it. And he's like, I'll be your here. I'm like, but if you don't, I'll be your... Like, if you don't put something, some oomph into that. And I'm like, I can't... I said, please turn this on. I was like, you got to turn. I was like, because I can't... Nowadays, I just listen to music. If I don't hear that, it just... For some reason, it gets to me. Like, I watched this commercial. And it was about dogs. About um, people mistreating dogs. And the woman is singing. She's like, um... What was that old song? Something Hero. No, I was about to say, there's a hit, but it wasn't that one. It was some song that I haven't heard in so long. And she's on the piano, and this is a commercial. She's just, there's a heaven, like, horrible. And I'm like, what the f-? And the whole time I'm having a conversation, but I can hear, I said, yo, please just turn the channel. I said, you got to turn this. I said, I can't. I said, do you not? I said, why do you li- Why does she sound like that? I'm like, it's... Crazy, well, to be fair for crazy. dogs, you don't really need to like be posting some pipes for a dog commercial. I mean, come on. Because <laughs> before it was in the arms of an angel. What was that? In the arms of right. an angel. You know, beautiful stuff. song. Make, makes you want to cry. But I can't remember the song this girl, but she's on the piano. She's like, ah, the and like struggling to get it out. And I'm like, what the f-? Barely. What? Thank you. <laughs> today boy when it comes to the music like my father used to say he said back in the day you know there's I forgot the guy's name but I, growing up my dad he always listened to oldies so I would hear like every freaking song and there was this one song where the guy was protesting if he wasn't going to be able to go to school because you know back then they didn't want blacks to go to so his the song is called um it goes yes I'm ready if I don't get to go I'm a march right up but it's a song about something and i was just like damn it's it's crazy like you were saying earlier they don't it's really music is like a buffet it's not about anything but which bring me back because i was trying to get to what i was saying the first time (laughs) to what the producer was saying he said what it is is he said if you notice with black music he said that's why you have a lot of one hit wonder artists out now he said because there's no substance to it He's like, the reason why these white artists have these fans and this longevity is because their music has substance to it. They're talking about something. They're touching people. It's black music. That's why you had these watch me lean and watch me roll. Watch me crank that soldier. But he said, and they're going to sign them and do that because they're milking money off of them. Exactly. And then the artists themselves, keep in mind, the artist gets the shortest end of the stick. Mm. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of like basketball players. Like, yo, everybody, like every black young black kid wants to be a basketball player because they see visually the lifestyle quote unquote but then when you get there i mean the probability of getting there is already slim in itself and then there's more mm-hmm. than just i right, let me just bounce the basketball whatever blah blah but the same thing with artists people visually see the artists and their life to think oh shit 
balling, balling, balling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you're, but once again, as the artist, you're getting the shortest end of the sticks and the sense of conversation and everything mm-hmm. else. But then people at the same time just say, yo, I just want to get in there, get the money, get out. And it's just like, well, what's the point of going through all this? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When you're not, like, when you're just trying to make one hit shit. And then mm-hmm. you're just known as that one hit guy. I mean, that works for some people, but then, once again, you're extracting the soul from music and you're mm-hmm. doing a disservice to the industry. Thank you. If, and taking the spot of somebody who can actually, who really has talent. Like, how come J. Cole did not win an award at all at, which which award show was that? What what the hell was that? Yeah, that, was, that man's amazing. Like that made no sense. Like that type of sh- makes you want to cry sometimes because it's 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 ridiculous. But I do remember Lupe Fiasco when he made a song "Dumb It Down" and he was saying that's what the labels are doing. Right. He said that's what they want. They don't want artists that are speaking about anything because they don't want them to teach us anything. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, like my father said, you know, we wrote songs about movements, about protesting, about something, even songs about love, like, let's get it on. You know, you right. felt it. It was about, but you felt it. Now, it's nothing. No, no, right. nothing. Right. No, you don't give us, even if you was going to write something that was just, you know, like a, a one-hit wonder, I mean, at least try to make it some positive. Thanks for listening to this episode of Minutes Heard. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow or subscribe to Minute Maid New York on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. Do you have a minute?